All right, ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello. Happy Friday to each and every one of you. This is Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And that, ladies and gentlemen, means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, a.k.a. the person who is on a mission to lead my people out of financial slavery. Man, this morning has been just so jam packed uh, for all of you that were out on the corner of Florence and Normandy. I just want to say thank you for coming out and supporting. It was absolutely an incredible event. There was an incredible turnout. There was incredible support. But most of all, to the listeners of the radio station who came out to really share how and what they felt about Ahead of the Crypto Curve and what this radio broadcast has meant to them really means a lot. Because when you are out uh, listening on the radio, I have no idea of who's listening, if it's coming across well, if I'm going too fast, if I need to slow down, if I need to break down different concepts and getting feedback from you is what's most important to me because I am not here doing this for me. I am here doing this for my community and to hear from my community means so, so much. So I was able to catch a couple people, get a couple videos and listen in, just get some positive feedback. I had nothing but positive feedback, I'm happy to say. But all in all, the event out on Florence and Normandy was awesome. So in case you all are wondering what I'm talking about and why we were on Florence and Normandy, approximately 30, I said approximately exactly 30 years ago today, the civil unrest took place here in Los Angeles from what we know. We know it happened all around the country. But right here in Los Angeles, the civil unrest broke out when the police officers in the Rodney King beating were acquitted and they had no charges. Uh, and we were uh, in dis like disbelief. That's the first thought that I have in disbelief. Um, but not only in disbelief, hurt and really irritated because finally something was caught on camera that we could make people accountable for or make police officers accountable for and then nothing happened and so uh dominique asked me a couple of questions she asked me um you know what i really well, i don't even know if she actually asked me what i felt about it but i i kind of chimed in and said you know that while i do not condone looting or any of those things i understood how angry people were at the fact that this was finally caught on camera and there's been years and years and years of this going on and it's never been caught on camera but it gets caught on camera nobody is brought to justice and the looting went on and it happened and i was in i was right in los angeles in fact i lived in uh south central la which is watts and uh, just seeing the magnitude or the amounts of people that were driving by that had gone to some sort of store and um, looted. They were taking off. I saw everything on top of little bitty Toyota Civics from uh, living room couches to refrigerators like they were putting it all on the roof and taking it. But one of the things that I remember is black folks in that had businesses in the area in Watts standing by their businesses um, 
saying, don't burn my business down. And I remember thinking, as ill as this may sound to some of you, I remember saying, don't tear up our community. Go on the other side and tear up their community. Um, And so because that's what needed to be torn up, because at the end of the day, um, when the smoke cleared, we were left without a whole lot of things from cleaners to grocery stores and all those things. And, uh, you know, Dominique definitely had her point of view and she said, well, you know, you know, people were angry and, 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 you know, they were angry. And so they were just burning down the buildings and, and the, but the problem with that in our community is we already just had one grocery store. And I don't know if you uh, have ever lived in an area where there's just one grocery store. So if that one grocery store is torn down, burned and looted, that means that my mother, myself, uh, we have to travel 20, 30 minutes across the town to go to a grocery store. And so some of the things that happened uh, within the watch rides, I mean, not the watch rides, excuse me, but uh, the civil unrest after that verdict uh, were definitely uh, needed. Um, and I just remember really trying to talk to the brothers and sisters about uh, making sure that they maintained our part of the community so that we can continue. We could continue to thrive, um, you know, during that time. So with that, I have another story that's related to specifically the Rodney King beating and the police officers that I'm going to share with you in the second hour. And it's going to be a glimpse into my actual book that I'm getting uh, that is written that I just started doing pre-sales on. And it wasn't until uh, Dominique and Tavis decided to do this that I really even remembered how um, how my life actually tied into the Rodney King uh, beatings, the verdicts and the police officers. And so what I'm going to do is just share a little bit of my story from the new book that is coming out called the M&Ms of life. I'm going to do that in the second half of the show. We are definitely going to talk about crypto today, but I'm going to share this because this is the right day to do it. Um, with that, when we come forward, we're going to get our crypto update. We're going to get our crypto quote, which I haven't given you yet. And we're going to talk about a couple of things that are in the news. This is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, I'm over. more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. We are here with our crypto quote of the day and a gentleman by the name of Rick Falkvinge again Rick Falkvinge stated Bitcoin will do to the banks what email did to the postal industry and I need you all to ponder on that for a second because I am a firm believer of this statement that Bitcoin will do to the banks what email did to the postal industry and with that being said, we saw what happened with Blockbuster when Netflix came on the scene and Netflix right now is reeling as well as new technology comes in. So, ladies and gentlemen, money, this thing called Bitcoin is changing and is going to take over a lot of things. And so some of these articles that I'm going to be reading to you about reading to you today are more of an indication that things are changing. And the reason I'm reading these names is because you need to hear 
especially our folks, we need to hear that someone else is doing it. Not only someone else is doing it, but who is actually doing it. So when I'm bringing you the news, I'm bringing you the number one, um, the number one individual, the number one company in the industry. This is what they're doing as it relates to Bitcoin. And you're going to constantly hear me talk about Bitcoin, 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 because when these big, huge companies come out, they're not talking about any other cryptocurrency. However, in the news today, they're talking about how Elon Musk, and I'm going to continue to say it, uh, he needs attention. He needs his mother to give him attention. But Elon Musk is in the news again. He's talking about Dogecoin because he wants you to be buying Dogecoin. So we don't want to buy Dogecoin. We want to listen to Elon Musk and watch what he's doing. Yes, it may go up a couple pennies, may go down a couple pennies, but in the long run, it has no real value. And we know this because we know that it's a meme coin. And no matter what he does, no one in the entire world is going to adopt it. No one in this entire country is going to adopt it and no one in this entire state or in this entire city is going to adopt it. So you may be holding a coin that he's telling you you can buy a Tesla with and go to the movies. But unless you plan on doing nothing except for buying Teslas and going to the movies, then you have the wrong coin in your possession. So that is just my uh, thoughts on that. Again, I am not the expert at that, but I am the expert at what I need to do for my house and my uh my community so that is where we are with that so let's go into real quickly some of, of the articles that are out there aside of you looking away from them talking about dogecoin number one is grayscale grayscale is actually one of the largest um asset management uh digital um asset managers in the world not in this United States, the world's largest digital asset manager, which is Grayscale, is getting ready to expand into Europe. Now, that is absolutely huge. Everyone on in the regular traditional traditional market is talking about it because them going into Europe a sig is a signal to us that we're moving in the right direction in the di digital space. But not only that. Grayscale holds a massive amount of Bitcoin. So if they're moving into Europe, that means Bitcoin is moving into Europe. If they're starting to teach and educate on what Bitcoin does because they hold it in the Grayscale fund, that is better for us. So the more people that adopt this thing called Bitcoin benefits those of us that are stacking these little small pieces of Bitcoin called Satoshis. Because eventually the Satoshis that we hold are going to be worth far greater than anything that anyone could give us or dish out to us or demand that we use for that matter. And so Grayscale said that they have thought this out very well. It says, although the EU is unified, we don't view the entire European market as in one fact, as a one fact market. That means uh, elaborating. Instead, we're going to be very thoughtful, very methodical about each of the financial centers and financial hubs that we ultimately launch in because we will recognize the differential 
of the investor behaviors, the attitudes, and the regulatory regimes. So they're being very, very strategic. But again, this is a check mark for mass adoption, especially with Grayscale going into Europe. And then we move to another one that came across on the Washington Post. Ladies and gentlemen, the Washington Post, as you all know, a lot of these uh, newspapers have been really slow to talk about Bitcoin and all that Bitcoin is doing. But this particular one says what you should know before you add Bitcoin to your 401k. And I am going to say amen to that. Not because of the reason that they're saying it, but for the reason I'm going to tell you. So I'm going to tell you why they're telling you what you need to know before adding Bitcoin to your 401k. And then I'm going to share with you what you can do on your own in lieu of your 401k. So I know that Lynn Richardson deals with the 401k. She's talking about the old money and all those things. And 401ks definitely have been instrumental in the retirement of several millions of people here in the United States. And I will say, regardless to what, that I know that the 401k was never, ever designed for us to win in its totality. So um, we're going to get into why not adding Bitcoin. So a couple of days ago, I told you that Fidelity is adding Bitcoin to people's 401ks and it's going to allow them the opportunity to invest uh, in these in, in this with in their retirement utilizing Bitcoin. So the article says the reason why you shouldn't use Bitcoin in your retirement is because it's in, in your retire in your fidelity in retirement fund is because it's volatile. It goes up and down. We already know that. We know what takes place. We know how it moves. I'm hoping that mindset wise, I am preparing you to be able to understand when it goes up and when it goes down. But in your 401k, they're saying it could be problematic. And basically, I'm just going to read it so that you understand why they're saying what they're saying. Fidelity Investments announced that it would allow employees to offer employers to offer their employees Bitcoin in their workplace retirement plans. It was in many ways inevitable, but the timing is problematic and the U.S. economy may be stumbling into some harder times. And this is not a good move. So we do know that cryptocurrencies are getting a lot of attention. Celebrities uh, and hawkers are telling folks that they are fools because they're missing out on the next big thing. I'm not calling anybody a fool. I'm just trying to get us ready. So um, definitely not my sentiments at all. None of us are foolish um, in this. We are definitely educating ourselves and doing better. Uh, so what they're basically saying is that if you put Bitcoin in your portfolio and Bitcoin is volatile, it goes up and down. There's a possibility that if it stays down or something happens, um, that you will not uh, be able to make up the difference in your 401k. And they need you to make up the difference. I'm going to tell you right now, as an ex-financial advisor, I've seen the statements, I've seen the funds, and a lot of those funds are in trouble. And they need this Bitcoin to help them with their portfolio. However. There's a flip side to that. So um, when you put your utilize their 401k plan and you buy Bitcoin through them, they're taking fees. 
They're taking fees. They're taking fees. They're taking fees. And the fees that you could have saved could have given you more Bitcoin to do better. And you can do that by yourself. You don't need your 401k to do that. Um, and be not fooled. You don't have Bitcoin in its totality. You have exposure to Bitcoin, which is what I told you all about a couple of days ago when we talked about fidelity. So make sure that you are clear that if you're investing in Bitcoin through your 401k, they hold your private keys, not you. So it's not your keys. It's not your coin. You're just loaning it to fidelity so that they can, uh, buy Bitcoin, keep it on the books and do what they need to do with it until you retire. So I want to make sure that we're clear on that. So that is why I'm saying it's not a good idea. Because the amount of fees that you pay, you could have put that along with whatever you were going to invest in the Bitcoin. And you could be doing much better down the line. Uh, because it definitely outperforms their fidelity funds. So you got to be very, very careful with that. So that is one of the other ones. And one of the uh, last ones that I'm going to talk about today is Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs, we all know that is a major uh, company. They have just offered their first Bitcoin backed loan. And they show further signs of in increased interest in cryptocurrency from Wall Street institutions. So let me tell you why this is huge. And I need you all to start maybe not listening to the names of the companies, but rather what they're actually doing. So when I tell you all, it's not a great idea to invest in Dogecoin because at the end of the day, you'll wind up back in Bitcoin. I want you to know that Goldman Sachs is offering a Bitcoin backed loan. So that means you can get a loan. It's not backed by gold. It's not backed by the dollar. It's backed by Bitcoin. That is a major step forward for institutional cryptocurrency adoption on Wall Street. And a spokesman from Goldman uh, told Bloomberg that this is a multinational investment bank. And uh, they lent cash collateral in the past, but they're going to now buy Bitcoin. And the Bitcoin is going to be owned. Um, by the borrower for the first time Goldman Sachs in their history they're going to allow people to then uh, participate in this this uh, loan that is Bitcoin backed which is absolutely incredible she added that the deal was particularly interesting because of its structure and a 24-hour risk management so they're used to dealing with things that have a short risk management because as you know the stock market um starts and it stops takes a break over the weekend but this is huge because they've got to do 24 hours a day seven days a week and this loan allows for bitcoin holders to borrow fiat currency such as the united states dollars by fronting their bitcoin as collateral to the bank the underlying volatility of Bitcoin can make these loans risky. And I told you all that a couple of weeks ago when I shared how my son had lost an entire Bitcoin to a Bitcoin loan. So you got to be aware of those. But the fact that Goldman Sachs is doing it and not a, another cryptocurrency company is a big deal. Um, if the price of Bitcoin drops too far, for those of you that did not know, the borrower, the borrower, 
will be required to increase their collateral. So they've either got to put more Bitcoin in or they've got to give more of their fiat back to stay loan to value. Um, but what they don't say in this article, if the price of Bitcoin rises, then you don't even possibly pay anything back, nor do you pay interest because it's also paying itself off as it rises in price. So that is uh, those are some big things that are happening in the cryptocurrency space. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't know. I um I was just just out talking on on Florence and Normandy and getting testimonials and and uh, we had clients out there people that have been clients I walked across the street to another press conference that was being held uh, just to see who was over there and ran into another senior a Satoshi senior I call all my seniors Satoshi seniors because we have a a little thing called a Satoshi senior club but um, just walking over there and talking, uh, I was able to talk to, uh, the, I'm going to call her the future mayor, Karen Bass. I was able to talk with her across the street and really share with her what cryptocurrency can do for the city of Los Angeles. And ladies and gentlemen, I was able to take a deep breath because for the first time in history since I've been talking to an actual politician, most of the time I talk to politicians and they're, they've got the nodding head. But I can tell it's like, OK, 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 just, you know, go on with that because I don't want to hear nothing about Bitcoin. But ladies and gentlemen, Karen Bass said today, I'm interested in hearing this. I'm interested in learning. Let's sit down. Let's talk. And I tell you, because of what Los Angeles signifies, because of the melting pot that Los Angeles is, because of how we're structured, because of uh, this, this city, in my opinion, is called the city of neighborhoods, because from neighborhood to neighborhood, it is so different. But I believe that Bitcoin has an answer for all these different neighborhoods that are around here uh, in this city. And the fact that our um, up and coming new mayor, she's she's running for candidate um, to be our mayor. But uh, you all know her as Congresswoman uh, Karen Bass. She's running for mayor of Los Angeles. And we are going to uh, be very, very happy and proud to see her in that office. I believe she's going to have it. And I'm just thankful that I was able to get her ear. And more than that, uh, I think she's known me for civil, uh, for some of the things that I do in the community, community advocacy uh, in the past. But to see that I was on the financial tip uh, today and, and her listening, taking the time to tell her security, you know what, hold on a sec. Let me get, let me talk to her, uh, able to take a picture with her and just kind of share a little bit of the thoughts and who I'm currently working with. So she knows this is not a joke. This is not fly by night. I'm not trying to sell y'all sand coin or anything like that. I'm trying to help the city, uh, trying to help the States and ultimately help our communities. And so she was very receptive to that. And so I cannot wait. Uh, to be able to get an opportunity to talk to her and teach her. And I've got other Congress people that are here in Los Angeles that are starting to want to learn about cryptocurrency. And we have that for them. And I am so grateful, so grateful, so grateful that we can educate 
everyone from the top down. And so there's a lot of things happening. I am super, super excited. As always, I always say I'm super excited. I am because every day that we wake up is a new day because there's incredible things happening in our space. When we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to give you my Rodney King story because I know a lot of you came out or a lot of you wanted to listen, but I did it probably about six 15 this morning but I'm going to go ahead and tell my Rodney King story uh, when we come forward and I'm also going to answer a question from a young lady that went to asknajaroberts.com and she put in oh I got a bunch of questions so I'm going to answer those questions when we come forward ladies and gentlemen this is KBLA talk 1580 courage is contagious we're KBLA talk 1580 Find a righteous range and don't be afraid to say what you see. We're KBLA Talk 1580. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here with some questions. And I want to say thank you to each and every one of you that are using the AskNajaRoberts.com. This really helps me uh, go back and reiterate some things that you may be missing or not knowing uh, and are not understanding. And so I want to thank Charlene, Ed, Sherry, and Jamie from L.A. Well, a couple of them are from L.A. Not sure where the other ones are from. But we're going to get your ans- your questions answered today first before I tell my Rodney King story. So we have Cheryl from Pasadena. Actually, that's where she's from. And she says, is it safe to buy a Ledger wallet from Amazon? So the answer to that is yes and no. So Amazon is an authorized dealer of Ledger. However, there are some third party individuals on Amazon that are buying are selling Ledgers there. So I would suggest that you don't buy it from Ledger. You go directly to uh, Ledger.com and buy it. I also have a coupon code that you can get to buy a ledger. If you like to buy a ledger, I have a coupon code or a link for you. So you know that you're going straight to ledger and not any phishing scams or anything like that. You can actually send me a text message and I'll send you the information to 424-317-73. Again, 424-317-7373. And I can help you get a ledger and you know you're getting it from the right place. Also, if you're here in Los Angeles, what you can do and again we're playing chess here ladies and gentlemen not checkers so when this bitcoin thing becomes worth a lot of money we don't want to be targets i'm just gonna say that i know i'm all out in the public it's kind of no way for me not to be a target however i don't want the community to become targets so what i would suggest if you can uh buy a ledger And you actually can have that ledger sent to our brick and mortar cryptocurrency exchange. We can accept the ledger for you so that our address is your address on record and not your actual home address. Or if you have a P.O. box or you have a family member's house, but you do not want to have the address on the ledger site because ledgers won't get hacked like your actual physical ledger won't get hacked but what does get hacked is their information and it's happened before so it's happened to almost everybody's site that's why in the mail you get something all the time target gets hacked all these companies get hacked for their information and ledger is no different so let's think about uh doing something different than we've done in the past but we have an opportunity for you to pick up your ledger 
at our office. We are not going to charge you to have your ledger delivered to our office. Just tell us it's going to be there. The package will be uninterrupted. We won't open it. It'll have your name on it. You can pick it up. And then we can also get you set up for our Ledger and Me course if that's what you choose to take. Um, so we have that. So hopefully that helps Charlene. And then we've got Ed from L.A. He said, what do you mean by a burning hot wallet? Are burning up? Are they burning up and you never want to use them? That is absolutely correct. I call a burning hot wallet a place where you buy your Bitcoin, but they never, ever allow you to move your Bitcoin into your wallet because they have a wallet. That wallet has their seed words and, and private keys on them, but you don't have access to it and you never will because they will never allow you to move your Bitcoin off the blockchain into your own private wallet. And we are going to be talking to our community specifically about storing your Bitcoin in your own private wallet. Then Ed also asked, what is a private key? So a private key is a long string of numbers and letters that allows you to log on to a computer and unlock the blockchain to move your Bitcoin from one place to another. Now, how I like to explain the private key is the private key is just that it's private. You would never give anyone on the street the key to your house. Now, you may say this is my address. Drop the refrigerator off here. Drop the pair of shoes off here. UPS drop my packages off here. But you would never give them the key to your house. Well, your address is not private. It is public, just like your house address. So your Bitcoin address is a long stream, string of numbers, letters, numbers and letters. That is your public address. But your private keys are something that you keep uh, sacred. Now, that may be a long string of, stream of numbers and letters, depending on what platform you're on. Or it may be words. And that could either be 20, 24 words or 12 words. So you may get a list of 24 words. And those words are mostly four-letter words. So you'll get stuff like tree, seed, uh, I was going to say grass. They're not all 24, but come, um, talk, any of those four letter words that you can find. And you may get 12 or 24, depending on the platform that you're using. But those are the words that you can use to unlock the blockchain. So uh, your and we talked about ledgers just a second ago. Your Bitcoin is not stored on your ledger. It's not stored on your computer. It's stored on the blockchain in cyberspace. And your private keys give you the ability to put those private keys in and open up that wallet and move the Bitcoin from the platform that you bought it on into your own private wallet. And if you need a Bitcoin starter kit because you don't have a private wallet, I can get you a private wallet for free. It's called Edge Wallet. And right there while I was out on Florence and Normandy, I just helped one of our Satoshi seniors uh, move his, his Bitcoin from Cash App. You know, a couple things happened on the corner of Florence and Normandy today as it relates to Bitcoin. So I helped a um, Satoshi senior move his Bitcoin from Cash App into his Edge Wallet where he now has 
it's safe and secure. It's no longer on anybody's platform. It's it's his. He has self-sovereignty. It's it's totally his. So we did that. And then there was somebody else on the street that I saw that said, hey, Naja, remember you were supposed to send me X, Y, Z. And I was like, man, I've been so busy. I forgot. And she said, well, can you send it to me right now? And I say, yep, open up your Bitcoin wallet. She opened up her Bitcoin wallet. I opened up mine and I literally scanned right on the street, ladies and gentlemen, and sent her what I was supposed to be sending her. I don't know, some months ago. So that's what took place as well. So then we have Cherie. Cherie asked, where do I get cold storage wallets? Uh, You can get them from Ledger. Dot com And again, if you like, I can send you the link, uh, but you can go to ledger.com. And if you listen to this podcast, please still reach out to me at 424-317-7373 and I can get you the link so you know that you're going to the right company, getting the right thing. So the next question was Jamie from L.A., please clarify how chi- how the Chinese digital currency Ewan e- will work and how it is currently being developed through its central banks and so um Ewan. so they're they're doing a central bank digital currency that is going to be backed by the bank of china just like our united states government is doing a central bank digital currency as well so just understand They're trying to get ahead of and that's why China banned Bitcoin because they wanted to bring out something that they control with Bitcoin. They have absolutely no control over their population. They have no control over people's monetary uh, situation. They have no way to sanction their their individuals in their country if they're all using Bitcoin. So they banned Bitcoin so that they could bring their own coin into existence. And so um, that is why. Uh, This is their version of fiat currency and the CBDC central bank digital currency that the United States is about to come out with will be our fiat currency. So for those of you that are standing around saying, oh, you know what? I just like my dollar. I'd rather do my dollar. Yep. Your dollar is great. But just do know that the central bank digital currency is on its way. They're working on it. That means no more paper dollar. That means no more dime, penny, nickel, quarter. That means things are changing. And so you need to get ready. With that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, I am going to tell my 30-year-old, well, it wasn't 30-year-old today, but uh, my my Rodney King story, which is going to lead you into my new book called The M&Ms of Life. I am super excited to share that with you today. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. On this monumental day, 30 years after. 30 years exactly to date uh, for the the civil unrest here in Los Angeles. So my my Rodney King story and how it ties into the police officers is in the year. So you all know the riots happened because these officers were acquitted of all charges of beating Rodney King. But later, some charges were picked up in federal court. And that is where my story comes in, because in federal court, Lawrence Powell, uh, Timothy Wynn, um, the other one's last name was uh, Stacy Coon. They were all 
rumored, and I'm going to say this, rumored to be correctional officers for the California Department of Corrections in the women's facilities. Because remember, they lost their jobs at LAPD or wherever they were working, sheriffs, LAPD, I believe. But they lost their jobs. They were acquitted, but they still lost their jobs. And then a couple of them in federal court got, um, they got indicted and they were actually charged with these felonies. They had felony convictions. Well, in two, the year 2000, when I got to prison, I was an inmate at California Institution, uh, California uh, Women's Prison called Chowchilla up in Northern California. When I got to that yard, again, the rumors were swirling that Powell, Coon, and um, Wynn were actually correctional officers. But when you would talk to them, they would never be together. But when, when you would someone, I would hear someone ask one or the other if they were one of the uh, Rodney King officers, and they would always say no. So what I did one day while I was waiting uh, and being mischief as I was at that time, because I was very rebellious about some of the things that were happening, I decided to go way across the yard and scream out the name Lawrence as loud as I could yell it. Uh, And when I yelled out Lawrence, Mr. Uh, Officer Powell quickly turned his head and turned around to look in the direction that I was. That is when I got my confirmation that my correctional officer was actually Lawrence Powell. And uh, because I found that out, I quickly went to the law library. I had a criminal justice degree at that time and still do, but criminal justice degree. And I did some studying and I found out at the California Department of Corrections that the warden has to say so as to if they can hire a felon to work for them or not. And they had this felon working with women in prison and here I was convicted of a felony uh, serving time in prison but this convicted felon was literally working as a, a, a a correctional officer. And at that time, I think I researched that he was making a little over $5,000 a month. And I thought in the year 2000, like how in the world could this be possible? But it is and it was. And that was my tie uh, to uh, that that belly of the beast. Uh, and that was my first experience. And so I was so rebellious after I found out who Mr. Powell was, uh, that they went ahead and they shipped me off to a prison down here in Southern California, which coincidentally put me closer to my children and my mother. And so uh, I was able to do a whole lot of things in that space. But that was just one of the recollections that I have as it relates specifically to these officers uh, that got off and were acquitted initially. So I don't even think they were punished, in my opinion, if you have a felony, and you're able to still take care of your family, and you're able to walk free and and, and and incarcerate other people. So, you know, he got off in his totality. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we are going to do our daily dollar cost average. And on one of these other shows, well, you got to get my book to find out why I was in prison. That's one, number one. And then number two, how you get it. Somebody just, uh, that is, you go to NajaRoberts.com, NajaRoberts.com. You can pre-order your book called The M&Ms of Life. And that M I'm talking about in prison was mayhem. It was absolute mayhem. So that's my M for that. But anyway, when we come forward, we're going to do our daily dollar cost average. This is Naja Roberts, and you're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Money ain't a 
Money, 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 old money, money or new money. Either way, KBLA Talk 1580 has you covered. That's right, baby. Tune in weekdays to the Millionaire's Roundtable with Lynn Richardson at 12 noon. And keep it locked to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts. Weekdays at 1 p.m. It's the KBLA Talk 1580 Midday Money Chain. At noon, Lynn Richardson is making millionaires one family, one day, one dollar, and one dime at a time. At 1 p.m., Naja Roberts, the queen of crypto, is here to make sure you don't get pulled under by the rising tide of these new currencies. Old money or new money? We want your money to work harder for you than you did for it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We want to help you make vertical and horizontal money. Money when you're standing up and money when you're lying down. It's the KBLA Talk 1580 Midday Money Chain. The Millionaire's Roundtable with Lynn Richardson. Weekdays at 12 noon. Followed by Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts at 1 p.m. Only on KBLA Talk 1580. Money, money, money. Amplifying progressive voices for KBLA Talk 1580. All right, all right. We are here to do our daily dollar cost average. You know I say that a DCA a day keeps poverty away. A DCA, that stands for dollar cost average, keeps poverty away. So what we're going to do is we're going to dollar cost average today, $6 worth of Bitcoin. We're going to do that on the Black Wall Street wallet. If you don't already have the Black Wall Street wallet, please, ladies and gentlemen, download the Black Wall Street wallet on your Android or your app in your app store. And then what you're going to have to do is click on the purple circle the purple circle, you're going to buy Bitcoin. And when you do that, you're going to tell your wallet that you want to buy it one time or you can set it up and forget it. But today, for the sake of this, I'm doing $6 a day for the next year. So I am doing $6 one time. Once I do that, I click continue. Once I go there, it tells me that Bitcoin has dropped in price from yesterday. We're at $38,547. So today, my $6, ladies and gentlemen, buys more Satoshis than it did yesterday. What is a Satoshi? The Satoshi is the smallest increment of a Bitcoin, just like there are 100 pennies in a dollar. There are 100 million Satoshis in a Bitcoin. So yesterday when I bought my $6, Bitcoin was higher. So I got less Satoshis yesterday than I'm getting today because today I'm getting more because the price is down. So that's how this thing works. And so when you're dealing with dollar cost averaging, it lets you average out uh, your Bitcoin price because some days it's high, some days it's low, some days it's real low, some days it's real high. And so it lets you kind of get rid of the volatility that way. And that is why we dollar cost average. So please, ladies and gentlemen, think about dollar cost averaging and think about just a little bit. You don't have to do a lot. You don't need $40,000. You don't need $30,000. All you need is $3, $4, $5, $6. Let's start somewhere, ladies and gentlemen. And I I really have to make sure that everyone is able to reach me. Um, you can go to my social media. I am Naja Roberts at all in all places. Naja Roberts, N-A-J-A-H-R-O-B-E-R-T-S. You can look at the app on the app for KBLA and find my name, but you can reach out to me anytime you get ready. Uh, please go to Ask Naja Roberts. Uh, dot com and you can put your questions and comments in there. I love to hear from you. I love to hear about your questions. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to start getting you geared up.
because we will be leaving Lamert Park on May the 28th, traveling to 41 cities, 41 hoods across this United States. And I want you to get your friends and family out and register to see me, to talk to me, to hug me, to listen to me, tell them how money is changing. And I am hoping that we can really change the financial trajectory of our community. Ladies and gentlemen, there are so many good things that I want to tell you. But you know what? We are bumping up against news and traffic. And the next show that you want to stay tuned for is the D.L. Hughley show because D.L. is the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Naja Roberts. And it is my mission in life, as I always say, to lead my people out of financial slavery. And I just want to thank God for this fabulous radio station, uh, KBLA Talk 1580, which is Tavis Smiley's show radio station. It has just opened up so many opportunities and I'm forever grateful. We are unapologetically progressive. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.